0: one thing my mom has always told me growing up is comparison is the thief of joy. So when I'm sitting there and I'm comparing myself to whoever it is or whatever it is, and I think, oh, okay, I am not, I don't look like this person, so therefore I'm just not cool enough and I just shouldn't go to this thing or I shouldn't participate. You know, I could have compared myself enough that I didn't try out for cheer. I could have missed out on all these years of joy that I had. And I just think about like, When we're comparing ourselves, there's no joy in that. And the enemy, he comes to steal joy, he comes to kill joy, and he comes to destroy joy. He does not want us to have joy, right? And so, when you're comparing, that is not joy-filled. I could get to my wedding day and still compare and lose joy in one of the happiest days of my life. And so I have to remind myself that when I'm comparing, I'm actively partnering with the enemy and allowing my joy and the things that God wants me to have. It's where you're setting your mind. So are you setting your mind on the things above? And when we say that it means like are you thinking in a in a Jesus perspective? What does Jesus say about me? What does he say about my identity? Would Jesus love like that person? Would Jesus say those things to me? When you start asking yourself those questions, you realize no, he wouldn't say those things to me. He would say this and because I see this in scripture and his character. Hey friends, welcome to
1: The Vantage Point. Today, we're going to be starting a podcast series about body image, and we're joined by special guest, Bailey Thomas, who serves as the College and Young Adult Associate here at Emmanuel. Today, we're going to be talking about our personal experiences with body image, and also what the Bible has to say about it. Hey friends, it's Allison here with Catherine. Hey. And our very special guest, Bailey. Hey guys. We're super excited to be having this conversation today. Now we are doing a girls podcast and we actually had a girls brunch back in November. Was that November or December? It was December. December. And we had the girls that came write down like things that they were struggling with or things they wanted to learn about. And so we were sifting through those and we were like, okay, this is like a good way for us to try to come up with a topic and see what they really like, what y'all really want to talk about, what you really want to learn about. And we continually kept coming over cards that said, like, I struggle with body image, like loving myself or like comparison with other girls. And so we were like, this is one that we can sit down. And I think all three of us could say that, I mean, we're girls in our 20s. We've dealt with this in some capacity ourselves. And so we just kind of wanted to open up um, the conversation and talk about what, what body image, like, issues we see today, like where it comes from and the culture, and also what scripture has to say about it and how we can practically like look at our bodies and see our bodies in the way that the Lord does and the way scripture tells us to. So to kind of start off this conversation, I wanted to ask both of y'all, what was your experience? We're talking to middle school and high schoolers and their parents here. Um, So what was your experience in like middle school and high school with body image and comparison? Either one of you can start.
0: So, in middle school and high school, I was a cheerleader, which Mm -hmm. was so fun and I thoroughly enjoyed, but that created a comparison trap for me from the age of 10 Mm -hmm. until 18. Every day of my life, I compared myself to Mm -hmm. my friends who were on my cheer squad. I was not the skinniest on the cheer squad, so I had a little pooch, you know, on my tummy when I wore my cheer uniform, and I noticed, like, Mm -hmm. I noticed, how come that girl has. You know, her thighs aren't as big as mine, or, you know, her uniform doesn't look like the way it looks like on me. And it was this endless cycle of comparison for so long that it created a habit in my mind to compare myself to other people. And it's to the point now that, like, to this day, I still have repercussions and things that I'm still working through because for eight plus years of my life, every day, I compare myself to. Even some of my closest friends because of how they looked and they maybe got more attention from guys in middle school or high school and I never did. And I thought to some reason it was because of the way I looked. And that was really hard for me for so long. And I didn't realize how much of an effect that that had on me, even going into college. And even now in my 20s, I look Mm -hmm. back and I can pinpoint some of these thoughts that I have about myself even today that I'm like, I remember Starting to think about that when I was 15 and I was putting on cheer skirts and cheer uniforms that give nothing, like they're very tight. (laughs) And I'm going in front of a ton of people and I'm thinking, I'm standing next to the skinniest girl on the team. I probably look really big. And that is such a toxic thought that, but I didn't have the boundaries to set or know how to set boundaries for myself in that. So that now I'm still dealing with repercussions of allowing myself to think those things for so long. So I am, it's still a work in progress. I'm definitely not at a point where I would say I'm completely free of comparison or dealing with body image. I mean, like I said, I'm getting married soon and I still, there are some things still that I have to remind myself like, that is not a healthy thought about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm standing in my wedding dress and I'm looking at the one thing on my body that I'm like, man, I wish it didn't look this way. And I'm like, why do I think that about myself? And so, I got started on body image and comparison really young, and I would say the most important thing that you could do for yourself is set boundaries Mm -hmm. now. Because if you start setting them now and reminding yourself of truth, which I think we'll get at later, then you will you will reap the benefits of that Mm -hmm. later on in life, rather than now and like where I'm at, where I'm still having to unravel some of the thoughts I allowed myself to think for so long. In middle school and high school, yeah, that's even, a little bit of my story.
1: Thank you for sharing. Also, like I think as you were talking, I kept noticing like it's it's so important to learn to catch those thoughts because I think that's also with me. Like I didn't learn to catch those thoughts, and I think a lot of times, yes, sometimes it's like people say things to you or people make comments or even social media. Today is even worse than like when we were in middle school and high school, and so like cyberbullying is a, is a thing. But a lot of times I feel like one of the biggest factors in this is our own minds. And Mm -hmm. we like create these own thoughts and we talk ourselves down. And then you're creating cycles that, like you said, you're still dealing with like in your Mm -hmm. 20s. Yeah,
0: it's scientific. I learned this, that if you think a thought so many times, Mm -hmm. you actually create a pathway in your brain that is like an actual indention in your brain that it becomes this habit or becomes Mm -hmm. almost a part of your Normal thinking patterns. And so this is why a lot of times people tell you, oh, to create a new habit, you have to do it a, like twenty one days, right? So like, yeah. you know, brush your teeth every day and morning and night for twenty one days, and you'll get used to it. But it's also that same way when it it comes to thinking about our bodies. like if we are thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. if every time I get in front of a mirror and I pinpoint something negative about myself, that's creating a pathway in my brain that the first thing I'm gonna think about myself always is always going to be negative. So in some ways, you almost have to get practical with yourself and say, no, I don't want my brain to create this pathway so that I'm not always dealing with this. I can start telling myself positive things to try to override that pathway. So like you said, it's capturing those thoughts practically and saying this could become a habit and I don't want it to become a habit. I would like to feel confident about myself. But our brains work that way, that if we keep thinking it, then eventually it will get to a point where it's just natural. Like you can't help that you think that way about Mm -hmm. yourself because you do it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty
1: similar like story, not for cheer, but I danced Mm -hmm. for nine years and then I did like musicals and I did swim for a year. That was a fail. But all of these things were like I saw other girls in like leotards or swimsuits and things like that. And I was like, I, why doesn't my body look like that? Or even growing up, like I didn't have a boyfriend until I was in college. And so all through middle school and high school, I was like, well, why are my friends getting boyfriends and not me? Like, is it, does it have to do with something like about my looks? And mm-hmm. so I just didn't know, like I, I had never heard of this concept of like capturing your thoughts and replacing it with truth. So I think that is a really yeah. good thing for girls to know and to put into place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Catherine?
2: Yeah. I mean, my story is very similar to what y'all said when I was in elementary school I think it even started for me then and I think that's Mm -hmm. you know we're not the only ones I think unfortunately especially as girls we start struggling with body image issues so young and especially with the invention of social media and like having so many different body types in front of you all the time unfortunately we notice Mm -hmm. our body image so young and so I remember even being in elementary school and comparing myself to other girls in my grade especially ones where I didn't play sports until like I was in the fifth grade and I wasn't a very active kid and so I noticed this girl looked like this in this outfit and I look like that in that same outfit and I don't I don't like how I look and like I have struggled with almost like my weight my weight has fluctuated a lot throughout my life I've had you know moments where I'm carrying a little more weight on me in moments when I'm not and both of those times have come out of unhealthy moments in my life and so I even remember in middle school I even had boys pick on me and comment on my weight even if it was you know I started playing basketball in the sixth grade and I was little had more weight on me at the beginning of that season and then I dropped a lot of it by the end of the season and before the season a boy would tell me I don't want to say like mean words on here but like you can imagine what they would say and then I would be like, okay, well, now I look different. And so no one's going to say anything mean about me. And then they're doing that again when I look completely different. And so even if you don't have mean things said to you, it's still hard to not think those things yourself. And so just all of elementary school, middle school, high school, I'm just going back and forth with my weight changing and appreciating how I look and not appreciating how I look and struggling with mental health issues. And It was just this cycle of never being happy with myself. And unfortunately, I know there's going to be people listening to this that they're going to feel that same way. And so a lot of Bailey, what you were saying of just now being in my 20s and changing my thoughts, that's what I'm having to do now. I have to be so intentional with myself. As soon as I hear myself thinking a negative thought about what I look like or comparing myself to someone else, I have to stop that even Mm -hmm. to the point of how I think about being active and how I think about what I eat. It's Mm -hmm. so much a mental game and we have Mm -hmm. power over those thoughts. And it's just, we need to talk about what we can do.
0: And I want to speak into something about both of you guys hit on, and I kind of mentioned like specifically regarding the male perspective towards Mm -hmm. our bodies. I, one of the things I thought when I was growing up, that if I had a boyfriend I would feel good about myself right yeah. or I just needed some of that male validation or you know there was a a boy who maybe pointed something out about me and it became my identity of like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like in fifth grade I had a boy tell me something about my chest like mm-hmm. it stuck with me you know and so how do you navigate that and and, and like capture those thoughts too of like realizing that what other people say about you is not your identity, right? What the Lord says about us is ultimately who we are and who we are created to be. So how do we capture that? How do we move on from that? But also thinking when we get into the mindset that if we have a boyfriend or if we get into a relationship, we will feel fulfilled about ourselves. We'll feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And some of that, there is that validation because, you know, if a boy likes you, he's hopefully complimenting you. But (laughs) I still find myself to this day, like I'm getting married. And to this day, I still think to myself, I wish this looked different. I wish my legs were a little smaller. I wish that, you know, what if he doesn't think I'm beautiful in this way? And that showed me that this false reality I created, that if I just get to any like boyfriend engaged, married, I will be confident. And that is such a like false reality that the enemy tells us that we need that to t- to convince us that we look beautiful or that we have you know look a certain way that's that's appealing, and that's so wrong like that is something the enemy tells us that we need that, and I think especially in and when you start getting to middle school and you start you know you start liking boys and you start realizing, I think this guy is cute, does he like me back? And then you get to high school and people are actually starting to date and you're like the one that isn't dating and you start thinking, but if I just had that boy like me, I would feel better about myself. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. Yeah. You it's you might for a little bit, but it will not last. And so that's when we have to start capturing our thoughts and turn back and remind ourselves of who we are in Christ and what what the Bible says about us. Because even if the boy's the nicest person in the world, you will still deal with comparison and body image because that is the enemy's that's the enemy's game against I think especially against females is he wants us to to think poorly about ourselves um and think that we need to find it in the in males and so we both all we all kind of mentioned that a little bit and I wanted Mm -hmm. to touch on that because I think that's important it's this mindset that we've created and I know especially when I was a teenager I was firmly believing that if I had a boyfriend I would feel better about myself and I didn't have a boyfriend through high school and I had to deal with some of the repercussions of that mindset in college. And even now, I like my fiance does not help with my body image issues. Mm -hmm. He compliments me so well, but I still have these sides of me that's Mm -hmm. like, oh my word, I thought this thing about myself for so long. He will not fix that for me. Only Jesus can help me through that. And so I'm having to sit down and remind myself of scripture and remind myself of truth and remind myself that, it only really matters what the Bible says about me and not what other people are saying, especially especially guys.
1: I think it comes down to you have to remember whose you are. You're not the world. You're not set by these standards that's the the standards that the world sets, but you are in Christ and that's where you find your hope and that's mm-hmm. where you find your peace and your identity. If you can capture that at a middle school age, mm-hmm. how beneficial will that be? That's Mm -hmm. where you find your true identity, not in what these other people may say Mm -hmm. or may not say about Mm -hmm. you. I wish when I
2: was in middle school and high school, I would have heard someone say what Bailey just said. What was coming to my mind, even if it's attention from guys, is what's driving your body image, how you view yourself. I just Mm -hmm. thought of, you know, whatever we think. If I had a boy complimenting me, things would be better. Or if I put on some weight, things would be better. If I lost weight, things would be better. If I X, Y, Z, whatever we think is going to fulfill us that's not Jesus, it won't. The only mm-hmm. thing that will fulfill any sort of view of ourself or how we think other people will view us, if it's not Jesus, it will disappoint you. You can lose weight and you're like, wow, okay, I'm here. But after maybe a day or so, you're not gonna feel good. You know, these yeah. things disappoint us. And no matter what you think will fulfill you.
1: It won't unless it's Jesus. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. Uh, Well, we already kind of transitioned into this conversation, but I think on any topic, we should look to scripture and what it says about it. I think that's vital for the believer's life. And so I wanted to take some time and just ask y'all, what scriptures do y'all cling to? Do you know about what the Bible says about our bodies or
0: how we should view our bodies? So when we're thinking about comparison as a whole, when we're thinking about even just negative thoughts regarding our bodies, regarding who we are, even not just even our bodies, even our personalities, when we think that our, you know, oh, I'm really weird or why don't I talk like this or whatever, whatever it is about yourself, that you think negative. Well, the Bible is very clear that we are, our minds are to be like Christ in Colossians 3, 2. It says, set your mind on things above. Because if we're setting our mind on the things of this world, we will always fall into that trap of negativity. Mm Because the the world is always going to tell us that you're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. you got to be this thing. Look at the people who set beauty standards today. They're always changing something about themselves. Because the world is still even telling them that they're not enough. The world will always tell us that. So the Bible is very clear that if we're setting our mind on the things of this world, you will fall you will fall prey to that. And so we have mm-hmm. to set our mind on things above. And that looks like reminding yourself of, of scripture and having a heavenly perspective of mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. I know who I am. I can be confident in that. And I know that this is just temporary, right? And then I think of John ten ten about the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. One thing my mom has always told me growing up is comparison is the thief of joy. So when I'm sitting there and I'm comparing myself to whoever it is or whatever it is and I think, oh, okay, I am not – I don't look like this person so therefore I'm just not cool enough and I just shouldn't go to this thing or I shouldn't participate. You know, I could have compared myself enough that I didn't try out for cheer. I could have missed out on all these years of joy that I had. And I just think about like when we're comparing ourselves, there's no joy in that. And the enemy, he comes to steal joy. He comes to kill joy and he comes Mm -hmm. to destroy joy. He does Mm -hmm. not want us to have joy, right? And so when you're comparing, that is not joy filled. I could get to my wedding day and still compare and lose joy in one of the happiest days of my life. And so I have to remind myself that when I'm comparing, I'm actively partnering with the enemy and allowing my joy and the things that God wants me to have to leave. It's where you're setting your mind. So are you mm-hmm. setting your mind on the things above? And when we say that, it means like, are you thinking in a in a Jesus perspective? What does Jesus say about me? What does he say about my identity? Would Jesus love like that person? Would Jesus say those things to me? When you start asking yourself those questions, you realize, no, he wouldn't say those things to me. He would say this. And because I see this in scripture and his character but then also reminding yourself when you're comparing, you're actively stepping out of joy and into negativity and into the spiral that brings you to a place that's not healthy and creates these, these body image habits that you have about yourself. So those are two that aren't specifically about bodies. The Bible has a lot of things to say about your body. But I would say when it comes to body image, image it is really all about our minds. And so if you can capture your thoughts and you can set your mind on the things above and you can remind yourself that the enemy is going to try to steal your happiness, your joy, your peace, all these things, then I think that's when you start seeing actual change. You're reminding yourself of truth rather than partnering with these negative thoughts.
2: I wanted to highlight, you know, if to put perspective on it, if we are believers, We belong to Christ and our purpose in life, like our purpose, what we are made to do is to glorify God. And that comes down to even how we treat ourselves. And so when I read this verse, it's going to feel like, oh, okay, here's this cliche. (laughs) So give me a second, okay? But it's the verse about like our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. But the second part of this verse is what I think was so incredible in helping. Me change my view of myself. First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty that says, "Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body." And I really love that so much, as we are not our own. We are a vessel of the Holy Spirit, and we are a vessel of God's mission and furthering the gospel. And our purpose is so much bigger than ourselves and how we treat our body and take care of our body is so much bigger than ourselves and it's so much bigger than what we look like in the mirror and what people at school say about us and if what number we are on the scale those things fade and how we use our body is how we are living our lives out for God if i don't have a healthy meal i am not going to be in the right mindset to minister to others if you know today i slept in and didn't have breakfast and so i may have been cranky and not have been a kind friend to Allison. The things that we do every day can have such a big impact later on. I think that idea
1: of you brought up a really good point with the fact that we are made in the image of God, and that goes all the way back to the garden. And so as as I was thinking about this topic, just the creation account kept coming into my head. And so I want to read for y'all Genesis 1, 26-27, which says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his image. He created them in the image of God. He created them male and female. Who created us and what he created us to do. God has placed us here. He created us for his glory, like you were talking about. And so I think when I have that perspective, of my body, I sit there and just like my existence as Allison Brown, like I, I, I instantly think I shouldn't treat myself this way. Like I shouldn't be having these thoughts because God has me here for a purpose. And he created me just the way that I am. And we do live in a sinful and like fallen world. And so sometimes our bodies aren't going to work the way that they should. Or there may be like some issues or different things like that. And like that's because of the sinfulness of the world. God still has us here like for a purpose. And so we should live like that. And we shouldn't talk down on these things that he created, especially in his
0: own image. That's talking down to God and what he's done. So if you set your standard. Our standard as believers should be that in everything we do, we glorify the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I've been trying to wrap my mind around when I'm thinking about my job and I'm thinking about my friendships, my relationships, whatever it is, even regarding my body, am I glorifying the Lord when I do or say certain things? And if it is not glorifying, I need to get it out of my life. And so I think if you start setting glorifying God as your standard, yeah. which we should, but if you start mm-hmm. actually setting that as your standard, you're going to see that a lot of that body image and comparison is not glorifying the Lord. And there's that automatic kind of personal conviction to say, wow, I really do need to start rewiring how I think and how I act and how I treat my body. If you start seeing that as your, your mental shift, then it l- becomes less about dieting, exercising, looking yeah. a certain way. It becomes... No, I'm called to fulfill a purpose, mm-hmm. so I need, to, I need to have a clear mind and a healthy body mm-hmm. in order to do the things that God asks me so I can glorify him. Not so I can look a certain way, not so yeah. I can feel a certain way, not so I can get attention a certain way, so I can go and glorify the Lord in everything I do.
1: And what an incredible example. You can be in your schools or in your activities if that's the mindset you're starting to have. If you're walking in somewhere and you're not making the comment, you're not saying those things, or you're, you're living a life that reflects what you're talking about, Bailey, Like people will notice. Mm-hmm. And they'll want that, too, because whether you're a believer or not, everyone across the board is probably struggling with this in some kind of degree. Mm-hmm. And so what a witnessing opportunity you have as a believer mm-hmm. if you start to see yourself in the way that the Lord has called us to. One good book that talks about this, it's called What Does God Have to Say About Our Bodies? And he just kind of breaks down what scripture has to say. So if you're like really interested in this, I would definitely look up that book. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions about what we talked about, you can contact me, Allison, at at allisonb.ibclex.com. Join us in the next episode as we talk about what the world has to say about it and some practical tips for dealing with body image.